Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals halftime show brought to you by the DraftKings. Halftime show. I'm sorry, post-game show. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. It's been a long night, I just saw a statistic I put out on Twitter. Johnny Venerable, Saul Bookman, Frank Sanders. The Arizona Cardinals are 1-12 in their last 13 home games. So uh, I need to take a a half second to think about that. This is the PHNX Cardinals post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Gentlemen, the Arizona Cardinals fall to the New England Patriots by the final score, 27-13. They are shut out, gentlemen, in the second half, but it is a sub-bullet, a precursor to the Kyler Murray injury, which Saul Bookman, now we have multiple outlets reporting. There is significant damage to his knee. K-1 scheduled to get the MRI tomorrow. Yeah, rumor is is that it's a... For sure, an ACL, mm-hmm. apparently. So uh, it puts you behind the eight ball for next season already. And if you don't have a good, solid team, a well-coached team, uh, a team that's uh, able to attack on all fronts, especially on, on in the front, uh, on the offensive and defensive lines, um, you're going to be nowhere next year. Yep. And uh, what I will say after watching this second half, um, one team is very well-coached doesn't make mistakes to cost themselves the game. Yeah. And another team continuously makes mistakes uh, to cost themselves the game in many, many different ways. Penalties, turnovers, whatever you want to say. The same thing that's been plaguing this team all season long. That's where this team is. Frank Sanders, you think about, you know, Kyler leaving the game three plays in, non-contact knee injury. You know, Colt McCoy played admirably. He's not Kyler Murray. I think that's obvious, even to his you know, most loyal defenders, and we love Colt McCoy. Do you think Kyler Murray wins this game for the Cardinals, or do you think that New England was just the better overall team with the better coach? I think Kyler gives us a, a, a better chance in some regards in regards to his, his ability to throw the ball down the field. Uh, the, the, the defense has to they – will, they will attack him and play him totally different. Yeah. I mean, the guys wouldn't be, you know, all out how they was against, how they was against Colt because – they know Kyler has the ability to run, and unfortunately, on the third play, him running, it cost him, you know, it cost him the potential to play in the rest of the game. Uh, but they, they, they would, they would play Kyler totally different, and so the outcome could have been totally different. But I go back and I say, halftime we go in ten to thirteen, and then we score nothing in the second half of that football game, and they, and they, and, and they put up another two touchdowns outside of that. So that that changes the narrative. Six sacks. On our side, our offensive line gives up six sacks. Yeah, that's that's not good. We're one for, we're one for five on fourth down efficiency, and we and we're four for fourteen on third down. I mean, that's not that's not keeping the drives going. Um, even if you're trying for it on the fourth down, the guys are not making plays. Drop ball by Hollywood Brown. A uh, couple bad calls there. So it just wasn't as efficient as it need to be. We got our backs. We got our backs to the wall, and there was nothing we can do, even if we was trying to come out fighting. It, it just feels like one of those days in which kind of everything boiled to a head, Saul Bookman. K-1 goes out. The it, the injuries continue for the Cardinals. They they lose Marco Wilson. They lose Zach Allen, who's got a hand injury. We're going to hear, hopefully, from Bo Brock uh, live at State Farm Stadium. Cliff Kingsbury should be joining the media here shortly. We're going to have, hopefully, some player reactions in the form of of uh, Bo Brock on Twitter, on this show as well. I know a lot of people are fired up in the comments. Tear it down. Rip it up from the studs. I've seen that a lot. I mean, how, how do you go through that mindset, Saul Bookman, of, okay, I got to contextualize this loss. I got to process this loss. There's still four games left to be played for this team, but it very much feels like we're on to 2023, which is a complete unknown. Well, I mean, yeah, you're playing for jobs now. You're playing for future job security, whether it be on this team or the next um, you still got to put things on tape and, and GMs and coaches around the league will, will, will still notice you if you show out. Like yeah. that's what, that's, what's on the line for the players that are healthy and currently on this roster. Now, one, one other thing I do want to bring up. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we posted a picture of Kyler clearly emotional yeah. getting carted off. And, uh, the comments on that were just so atrocious for anybody to, uh, celebrate, another player or another person for that matter yep. getting injured um, and thinking that you really have a platform is just the most egregious thing um, that, that, that you could really post on, on social media, be better than that. 
And for those of you that are questioning, oh, well, you know, he's got all the money now. He doesn't have to work. Uh, clearly, he was emotional about coming off in the first place. Um, I think that there's this perception that because Kyler has this kind of way about him that people think that he's just aloof, doesn't yeah. give a shit. He doesn't care about his teammates. But if you look, even on Hard Knocks, you can see him engage with his teammates. You can see how much he cares. He does a lot of different things um, that maybe you don't see behind the scenes. To sit there and fucking say that you question whether or not he's even going to have the sense of urgency to to recover in rehab is just a lazy ass take. It so is. don't be that person. Have some goddamn compassion. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if it's even if I you know uh, my my most hated person like I did not like Kobe Bryant as a basketball player. I just did not. But when he popped his Achilles, I wasn't celebrating that shit. Like, you got to have some compassion yeah. about you. And I think we're starting to see how valuable Ky uh, Kyler Murray really is to this team because you're getting a glimpse of what life will be like with Colt McCoy under center, and it's not pretty. Yeah. It's not pretty. So, again, the, the whole team's got things that, that they still have to play for because you're a professional. Yep. These guys are professionals. <coughs> and I know we sit there and we look through it uh, from a lens of – uh, our local fucking flag football team, but that's not how these guys portray themselves, and that's not how they go through every single day. I, my man can attest to that. Even when things are not going ground, uh, going great, and they're four and twelve or three and thirteen, you still got to be a professional, and that's what all these guys are. No matter how bad of a player they really are. Yeah, and it's unfortunate too because Kyler Murray, with his contract, was supposed to be the one thing that we had assurance on. And now it puts everything into question. But what you can't question is Kyler Murray. I, I, you know, you look at the reaction from his teammates, Frank Sanders. They're going up to the cart. Mm -hmm. They're being emotional with him. I'm, we're going to get comments here. I'm sure players are emotional. Halftime, post game. Yeah. Now I, I, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Is Kyler Murray perfect? Shit, no. But none of us are. And at the end of the day, he gives this franchise an opportunity to compete. Now, was he perfect this year? Absolutely not. Can he play better? Will he have a new coach? We don't know. These are all questions that are now going to be left up in the air. Part of it depends, I think, on how the team finishes this last month. Will they quit? Will they compete? Will games look like tonight, unfortunately? Yeah. You, you hope not. But in the same context is, okay, Kyler Murray, we need him back and healthy Frank Sanders as, as soon as he's able to come back yeah. for this team to have a pulse, for this team to have life. <laughs> Everyone in that locker room right now is looking at themselves and saying, what happened? And they're going to they're gonna realize that they just got beat. Like they, they literally got beat. But not only that, they beat themselves. Because you look at, as I said before, you look at, you look at the sacks that they gave up. You look at the turnovers that happened and why they, when, why they happened. The one in five is inexcusable on fourth down. The four for 14 on third down is inexcusable as well. I mean, when you look at those things, you got you to look at just football. And then there's on, a, on, the other side of the, on the other side of the field, there's somebody else trying to impose their will, execute their offense, yep. execute their defense versus what, you, what they think your offense or defense is doing. And honestly, in the second half, the Patriots did that better than us. That's really what it was. The Patriots came out and did it better than us. And I think that's, that's when you look at, you gotta look at football from that perspective, X's and O's, strategy. And when you get out strategized, you end up losing ball games, but this game here, we beat ourselves. Six sacks, but turnovers. But it really, it really. All season. I yeah. mean, but so it's so, not new for tonight. It's, no. it's not new, but I'm saying, but that that's the reality of it. Like you're looking at a team that says, "What are we doing? How are we doing it?" It's the we've same. Been, script. We've been complaining that we've been complaining about yeah. this and saying we we need to be better, True. and we haven't been better. So I don't expect things. I don't expect things to really change until we look what, look what we when we to the end of the season when you can really evaluate what guys are and if you want to make changes. Troy, Troy Aikman tried to cover his own ass on the end of that broadcast <laughs> by talking about how offenses across the league mm -hmm. are subpar, okay? But there was multiple instances before that that he was pointing to talking about how sloppy the, car, the Cardinals are. I agree. Multiple formation yeah. problems, multiple you know, illegal shift issues, uh, you know, just sloppy, sloppy football. And I'm sorry – but that always comes back to what? Cliff Kingsbury. Coaching. coaching. Yep. Always coaching. If you can't get your team right, then you have a problem. And yep. right now, this team is not right. And they're not right in the most basic of fundamental senses. Cliff and King that's the problem. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't won a challenge since since 2019. It, he made his first of the year this year. He lost it. I want to get to 
a couple super chats. Uh, Producer Emma, if you don't mind pulling those up. First stop, Mr. Grimm, thank you so much. $5 super chat. Can we bet on if Hard Knocks doesn't have any footage of the Kyler after the injury? <laughs> I thought we were going to get an in-depth look at Kyler on Hard Knocks this year, look into his life, maybe a you know, tour of his home. That's not going to happen that now. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to make his last Hard Knocks appearance on Wednesday, and then they're going to have to really look for storylines the rest of the year uh, on that program. Chris Cummings, $2 super, super chat. Can someone clear up which draft spot we have? Well, uh, Chris, I believe the Cardinals vault themselves now into the top five. Uh, six right now. They're at six right six now. Six right now. Okay, and then with a pivotal game for draft status, if you want to call it that, against our brothers at DMVR, <laughs> brothers and sisters at DMVR. Uh, it is the shit bowl uh, next Sunday. The toilet bowl at Denver. It will be Colt McCoy versus who's starting for the Denver Broncos? Uh, Brett Ripken. Brett Ripken uh, at Mile High Stadium. That ought to be a banger. We're going to cover it. Of course we are, but we're talking about this game. And this game was there to be won, even without Kyler Murray. They were leading to halftime, Saul, but they gave up points before the half. They mm-hmm. said, no, we're not going to kick a field goal. Didn't convert on fourth down. The Patriots go down. They get their field goal. And then in the second half, Cardinals put the ball on the ground. DeAndre Hopkins fumbles, scoop and score touchdown. I thought the defense was was okay tonight. I thought, you know, it's hard to give them a lot of credit because the Patriots are just that bad offensively. Missing Stevens. Missing Devontae Parker, but man, the Cardinal offense, even with, and uh, we heard about it all year, and we were kind of, we were only given one game of Kyler, Hopkins, and Hollywood Brown, but it just felt like, well, they're going to flush this offense with so many skilled players and weapons. Now we're sitting here, and, and their offense is basically back to square one. Yeah. I don't even know. You don't even have anything to say to that? Listen, like, yeah, we were sold all these skill position players, but at the end of the day, what you're finding out about this league is you need, uh, a front of uh, an offensive line yep. that can just absolutely maul dudes. And you need a front seven that is about that life on the defensive side. And we have some pieces, mm-hmm. but we don't have them all. Yeah. And they got exposed tonight by a very good uh, Patriots defense um, on, on the offensive side of the ball. The Patriots are just methodical. Yeah. They basically were like, Hey, listen, we're not going to cost ourselves the game. And as soon as you give us a little bit of room, uh-huh. we're going to take advantage of it. And that's exactly what they did. Even the field goal to cut it to three could have been completely avoided. You kick the field goal, you go up by nine, you put them in a worse field position than when they started after you uh-huh. went for it. And guess what? They probably run out the half. You're up by nine at the half. You come back. Now it's a two-score game. Everything's a little bit different. But they didn't do that. And it's just like, we, 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 <sighs> the same old shit, just another day. Yeah. Not, nothing's changed in the Cliff Cliff Kingsbury's playbook. I mean, that, that's the NFL. The NFL is you have to lo- you have to take your talent and maneuver these guys in different ways that attacks other teams' weaknesses. And we ne- we have not done that per se, and, and you know this year or last year. And we we got we got pretty fortunate the first eight games of the season. But when they figured it out, it got pretty ugly as mm-hmm. as during the rest of the season. And now we're back in the same situation again. The up and downness of Kyler being healthy or not healthy, um, and and other, and other players being healthy or hurt, um, it's it's been bad. And but just going back to what what Saul said earlier, it's just the attention to detail, to be able to be focused just to do your job without causing the the senseless penalties that was out there, not getting beat by your man, two tight ends going the wrong opposite direction, and therefore letting letting you know the defensive end run straight through on a third and one that was pivotal. You know, that's the kind of mentality you got to have. Last week we go back, we look at ourselves, we're, we're, we're on the eight-yard line or, the, or, excuse me, the four-yard line, and we got we to gotta push and make some plays to control, con, con, control the clock, finish the game, and we don't do that. And I think that's it, – it goes back to the small things and the little stuff that is required in order to be great in this league, and, and we just don't have that, and that's been this year as well as last year. Again, we're getting numerous reports now that there is, quote, little doubt – that Kyler Murray has suffered a tear of his ACL. We just hope that it, the extent of the damage is minimal, as minimal as that can possibly be. But that definitely exits him from the remainder of 2022. He did sign that mega contract before the season, $230 million total. And we're going to have plenty of time to talk about the ramifications, who keeps their job, who doesn't. But right now, they got four more games to play. But this was not a good start. I think Saul... Would have been a nice start for Cliff Kingsbury to say, okay, let's rally around Colt McCoy. Let's rally around Kyler, what he believes in. Let's play winning football. I still think 
even without Kyler, like Colt McCoy and Mac Jones are basically a wash. Yeah. Cardinals have better players. They have better skill players. Hollywood Brown would be the number one receiver on the Patriots. That James Conner ran really well tonight. And yet the fourth quarter started and it felt like the Cardinals were done at home. And I want to get to that for a second because we talk about the home product, how much pride we take in Valley sports and the teams to do well here and rally behind their teams to be 1-12 at home in their last 13 games. As as Max puts it in the chat, our guy Max, it's absolutely bleak. It's it's so unfortunate to be able to have that product mm-hmm. for the Valley. It's one thing you lose on the road. You're not expected to win on the road. But, man, going every home game thinking you're going to take an L? I mean, I just I would like to say this. Okay. Um, that the one home game that I did go to this year is the only one we won in the last That's right. year. So That's I, right. I will take credit for that. Keep um, going, Tom. <laughs> But again, like, you know, we, we keep going back to this over and over and over again. It's just where 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 is the optimism in terms of what lies ahead? And right now, it's hard to see anything right now. It, it really is. You, you're looking at the future in terms of what is this fan base got to be excited about at this moment? Um, we're going to we're going to go back to a couple years ago when we got excited about the draft. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Arizona fans right now are in the place where they have optimism about the draft because they felt like they had all the pieces to be good this year. Um, Talent-wise, yeah, sure. Talent-wise and potential-wise, the Cardinals should be better than the Patriots. Correct. Mm -hmm. But as Bill Belichick has proven time and time again, fuck your talent. I can coach better. Yep. Like, And that's exactly what's happening over and over and over again. That's why Bill Belichick is one of the best coaches in in the NFL because he knows how to develop talent. And that's why the Cardinals... Are, are falling back to the mean or regressing yep. as much as they are right now because they don't have the people that can develop talent. And I'm not even just talking about Cliff Kingsbury. The defense, you know, Zayvon Collins is having a really good year this year, right? Yep. Um, and I know it takes a little bit of time to understand everything, but you know, you know how you learn? By actually being in there. Mm-hmm. And how many guys have we seen just sit on the sidelines over and over? Ben Neiman's getting his ass kicked out there. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't even be out there. No. And so there's just this lack of overall development, this plan to get these guys up to snuff to be able to play at a high elite level Sunday in, Sunday out that they're missing. I just it's tough to sit here and say, well, clean house, that'll fix everything. Number one, Michael Bidwell does not want to fire Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Now, he may have his hand forced. We'll see how this next month of games go. I mean, Denver is a winnable game. Atlanta is a winnable game with Colt McCoy. We'll see what Tampa is. None of of them are winnable games. Well, they're all winnable in the context of, I mean, I've seen Colt McCoy win games. Those guys are looking at us saying we're the winnable game. Well, no, I'm. I don't. Okay, uh, I get that. I see that. what you're saying. I get, but I here's what, what I, I'm. I'm. I'm preparing everybody because everybody has Kyle and Cliff already fired, and why I agree that that's the right move for this franchise right now. I, if you're Michael Bidwell, you have to think about the notion that he has never hired a GM other than Steve Kime. That is his one of his best friends. Is he going to go to into January, gentlemen? No Cliff, no Kime. Kyler Murray's on a significant rehab into 2023. And you're going to have to go and sell yourself to to GMs and head coaching candidates. That's a tough. That's a tough job. But but what I would say is is okay. Listen, if you fire Cliff, and more specifically Kime, I, I don't think Cliff is as much of the scenario as Kime is because I feel like Bidwell thinks that he could replace Cliff easier than he could replace Kime. Okay. Okay. See, it's I hard, disagree, but it's yes. hard to find a guy like Kime who basically. He's not doing everything that you ask him to do, but he's doing a lot of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and they're buddy buddy, they're fist bumping each other on the stands and whatnot. Um, if you're gonna do that and you're gonna fire both of those guys, you need to make sure that you're getting somebody in here that changes the entire dynamic. Mm-hmm. So then we keep going back to guys like a Sean Payton. And if Sean Payton comes in here, I think it's actually not a terrible thing that Kyler Murray not, might not be available because it actually gives Sean Payton a little bit more wiggle room in season one mm-hmm. to be able to develop mm-hmm. everything else to, in preparation for Kyler Murray to come back. Now, listen, we're in December, and I know a lot of people are like, well, it takes 8 to 12 months to come back. It okay, doesn't. It doesn't take that long to come That's back correct. from ACL. Um, I will say it probably takes about six months, so you're looking at 
possibly a June or July return. Mm-hmm. Now, in month two or three, he's already he's already running. He's already getting back his strength. But he's you know got to learn a new playbook. But he's got to learn a new playbook, which, listen, you're not out there fucking working out with the guys but and tossing but around. But the study habits, that's that's oh, where that comes yeah. into play. But RG3 said he studies 48 hours a week. Okay. So which is okay. it? You know okay. what I mean? Like, uh, and so I, I just think that there's – there's a lot of potential there if you're a, a promising or, or a coach that's looking to come in and make an impact. And Sean Payton, I would be shocked if he came to the Cardinals and did not have roster control under his belt. Hundred percent. And if you're if you're Sean Payton, uh, Frank Sanders, you made a comment on our halftime show. Do you think this Kyler Murray de- injury deters you from coming here if you're Sean Payton? Not at all. It just. I- it, it depends on what kind of control they give me. I like Charlie's conversation and when he said Adrian Wilson moving to general manager if you decide to get rid of mm-hmm. Steve Kahn, that could be a new a new way of going, a new mindset of changing the changing and giving hope to the fan base as well as those in the locker room. Because A Dub's got that mindset. A does have that mindset. He knows he's what a, it is. Can we just be clear about something? If if they fire Steve Kime, it's going to be Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson. Yeah. They the, the Bidwells have never hired an external GM ever. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, you're good. But I, 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 I'm okay with. It. I think that when if if you get a Sean Payton, you know what you're getting. And I, <clears throat> but I, I do think this will happen. I think he's going to ask, go get this player, go get that player. He's going to make demands on players to that that he wants to bring in here that he believes is, is going to affect this team and bring and bring a new mindset to this team. I don't know if Cliff can argue those same things right now. I don't know if he can argue, go get this guy, go get that guy. Yeah. We saw Vance and what happened with Vance in the offseason. He got absolutely no players. Yeah, no defensive line help. I mean, he got draft picks, but no defensive linemen that we thought we got rid of a, a, star, a stud in the linebacker and Jordy Hicks, and we replaced him in with our first round two guys, and they just they still wasn't really developed at time. I think that's the difference. You get a, you get a coach that has some sense of moxie about him, a little bit more expectation. He's going to ask everyone to have that expectation, and everyone that believes in him will will make that will 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 join in. The NFL Saul is about expectation. If I believe in you, I'm going to give you my best. Mm-hmm. If I don't believe in you, I'm going to do my best, but I damn sure know that I can't expect you to do your best because you might not because yeah. you've been that dude. Like if, you, if you're getting beat on the right edge and I'm on the left edge and I, I'm your right guard and you're, you're my right tackle and I'm sitting here trying to – I got my man and I pass him to you and you're getting beat, then we're not, we're not cohesive. You're not doing your job. I think there's a big, there's a big difference in that. When it gets a couple more of these super chats here, if we could. So uh, let's see. Uh, just a two dollar super chat from B. Thank you so Thank much. You, Killer Rex, dollar uh, ninety nine. K one will become Breeze after this with Sean Payton. And he harkens back to mm-hmm. when Drew Breeze had uh, off season surgery with the Chargers, or and they, or excuse me, yeah, the Chargers, and then they didn't clear mm-hmm. him, and the Miami Dolphins didn't clear Drew Breeze, and of course the the Saints did. And the rest is history. Unstable kid. $2 Super Chat. Thank you so much. I bet next winning season we'll have it's 2027-28. We'll see. The NFC is so bad. Look who's look who's winning games the NFC right now. Taylor Heineke, uh, even with Cliff Kingsbury potentially being on the outs, of course, and Kyler Murray having to come back from injury, this team could be a winning team next year. Let's, let's not put the cart before the horse just now on that. $5 Super Chat. Mr. Grimm, thank you so much. So is the next big decision Jimmy G or Brock Purdy? I think the next big decision is are Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime employed with this organization in January? The Black Monday, as they call it, is January 9th. It's the first non-in-season day of not the off-season, but the playoffs are mm-hmm. ongoing. The teams that don't qualify for the postseason. Mark it on your calendar. It's January 9th. Will we see the firing of Kime and Cliff? Um, because I think Saul Bookman, there is no incentive for Michael Bidwell to fire Cliff Kingsbury tomorrow. I know a lot of people are saying, fire Cliff, fire Kime. What does that even do for you? Nothing. Nothing. What are you going to put Vance Joseph there? I don't think Vance is the answer either. No. Uh, the only time you would possibly put an assistant as that interim head coach is because you want to see um, how they are as a head coach. Mm-hmm. But I think you've seen that story before. Yeah. Um, and now you're getting a glimpse of it as a DC. And um, listen, I, I think he's done an, an okay job. Not a not a crazy great job, but he's yeah. done okay. Um, but nothing that makes you feel like, um, you know, he's going to move the needle and, and, and maybe secure this job as the head coach of the Cardinals. So, you know, there's just a lot of stuff left to play there, and you got to figure it all out. I will say this here. That I, I, I'm in that locker room right now, and I'm watching the plays being called. I'm watching how guys being used. 
one of the guys in the chat earlier talked about it looks like A.J. Green is just running floater routes, yeah. and I agree. It looks like guys are running dummy routes, and I agree. It doesn't look like the offense is, is – I think there's one or two plays or three plays throughout the game that Cliff looks like he's doing something pretty special. And it seems like that's the play he called. The play was called at the right time, and it worked. Boom. And I, I'll give him credit for that. But I'm, I'm not watching the, the totality of an offense that's looked like it's in an attack mode to that's feeding feeding guys in in so many ways of, of, of maximizing their talent. But we've been watching that for a long time. And I can't say that's just because Kyler hasn't been great or when 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 Colt comes in, he looks like he's doing something specific and is working. It doesn't look that way to me. And I, I think we've been watching that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that in myself, I look in the locker room and I'm, I'm looking at my guys and saying, you guys believe in this guy? Like, that's what I'd be looking at. I'm like, you guys believe in this guy? If I'm Mike, I'm saying, do you believe in him? Like, or, or is it just this year is, a, is, is, is already going down the tour to, toilet and then we need to we need to start fresh and the nfl markets marketing team is so much better than anybody else on the planet i want to get to a couple more of these super chats here we've got trevor 499 thank you so much promote adrian wilson to gm it's crazy to draft another qb in this upcoming draft is it crazy i don't know how kyler will be after this injury and we'll be able to start uh next season listen i've I'm gonna. I want to get to your take on this here in a second. It's a question whether you like it or not, and I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan. It's gonna get asked. Kyler Murray's got 80 million in dead cap. If you were to trade him and or cut him, if they hire a new GM and head coach, if it's an external candidate for both, and they have the number two pick, because right now they could have the number two as high as the number two pick. And if you if that new GM head coach falls in love with another quarterback. Like, unless Michael Bidwell gets involved, Saul Bookman, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No. No. Bro, your problem is not quarterback right now. Your problem is everywhere else. Yeah. Like, you need help on this defensive line. You need help on this offensive line. You need some dogs. Like, you just do. Uh, And and, uh, listen, like, next year is temporary, Okay. Maybe for half a season until you maybe Kyler comes back. I think he'd be. I think he'll be back by. I, I think so too. September. But you know, let's just say let's just say it is ten months, like somebody suggested in the chat. Okay. okay. Well, that puts you in next October. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, that means you still have over half the season left. Like you would still want to roll. Kyler the right out. coach Brian Dable was winning games with Daniel Jones at the beginning of the year. Like you can win games in the NFC with average quarterback play. Yeah. We've got Cliff Kingsbury here, uh, producer Emma. Go ahead and cue that up. Give me two seconds. Trevor. Okay, no problem. All right, just a big tease right there. <laughs> no, I'm okay with drafting. Video. I'm okay with drafting a quarterback because I think bro, that bro, if that dude is this, not Caleb Williams, which is not going to be this that, year, you wouldn't take Bryce Love at second no, overall. No, I wouldn't touch either two of those guys because you need so much help everywhere else. All right, you're going to pass up the, on a defensive stud. Emma's got the clip. Cliff Kingsbury post game presser. It uh, doesn't look good, but um, we'll know more in the morning. Yeah, I mean. We just was kind of asking what was going on from the medical staff, and obviously it didn't look good. I've never seen him um, in that type of shape, so I assumed it wasn't good. I, I wish one time we could be given the identity of it looks bad, but it actually is okay. But no one is leading us to believe that. If Cliff and company are saying, I've never seen him like that, we fear the worst, and every you know media outlet is reporting it's an ACL, <laughs> then we are... Um, uh, you know, candid and, and honest enough yeah. to, to sit here and say Kyler Murray is going to be out for some time. Um, if you wagered on this game, like myself, hopefully you took home some coin. Uh, DraftKings actually, uh, in a classy move by DraftKings, they refunded any and all props having to deal with Kyler Murray. Thank you, DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings. Uh, unfortunately, I live bet the under uh, after Kyler went out, um, and you know, it missed by by two and a half points. So uh, that wasn't great for me. Hopefully it was better for you. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. You can pivot from this game. Use the promo code PHNX. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code PHNX. Uh, Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. We're going to get to our DraftKings player of the game, king of the game, if you would, uh, a little bit later on. But I want to remind everybody right now, it's the season of giving. I need one now more than ever. That's I'm talking about a Four Peaks Brewery beer. Four Peaks still has limited supplies of their December admin calendar box that you can see here. Lovely display on our table. 
just for 55 bucks. Enjoy specialty beers, tall boys, and more. We're having such a good time going through the 25 days of Christmas with our friends, our holiday friends, holiday cheer box at Four Peaks. All you got to do is purchase it locally at their A Street Pub in Tempe. Also, give the gift of beer this holiday season. Four Peaks has limited supplies of these advent calendars. Get them while you can. Go down in Tempe. Grab them. Four Peaks, the official brewery of PHNX. Um, we love them. We got a stocked fridge here. We dabble, and we need it now. We need your help, Four Peaks, now to get through this Kyler Murray injury as we've got more comments coming into the chat. I welcome all the comments. I want to remind everybody, though, smash that like button, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. This is from Tim C. Super Chat. This loss is terrible. Kyler Murray, uh, his injury magnifies it. Pray K1 heals quick. He is young. Aloha. Aloha to you, uh, Tim C. Uh, It's a a brutal occurrence. I mean, you can't spin it anything other than, you know, the last five games of this season. The season Mm -hmm. might be lost, but we're all looking forward to watching uh, K1 play at a high level. He, he looked great against the Chargers. Um, another super chat, $1.99, asking because K1 relies on his legs for playmaking. And I think it, that's in reference all to potentially looking at another quarterback. And and you are right. This is not like when Tom Brady tore his ACL and he's a statuesque quarterback. Kyler Murray, I mean, w- there's a chance we may okay. never see the all explosiveness right. again. Okay, all right, let's get to this. All right, so I tore my ACL. Okay. Okay. I tore my ACL. So I have experience in this. I'm not a high level elite quarterback, right? And the number one thing that they say about when you tear your ACL immediately, okay, you ice. Obviously, you want to get that mm-hmm. swelling down, but you also start working on your quad because you, the, the stronger your quad is, the, the more muscle you have around mm-hmm. yep. the support in your knee, right? Okay. If you look at Kyler's fucking thighs, they're big. Like, those, those are some fucking tree trunks. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be just fine. I, he's going to be just fine. Okay. There's, gonna, there's a lot of different advances in, in medical technology. He's got the best of the best medical staff around him. And it's also going to depend on how hard he really attacks this, this uh, rehab. rehab yep. yeah. uh, Adrian Peterson, as somebody pointed out in the chat, was able to come back um, and play game one, mm-hmm. and he tore his knee up. Now, Adrian Peterson is probably the freakiest of freak Didn't athletes. did he rush for 2,000 yards? He, he was the NFL MVP <laughs> the next year. Like, he's a freak. I acknowledge that. But I, I – listen, we've we've sit there and we've we've made these, you know, Call of Duty jokes. Hey, there's there's nothing wrong with just playing Call of Duty and just, you know – Get it out of your system the, now, Kyler. Get the play quad extensions going, baby. Let's go. Fire up those quads. Get that knee right. Um, he's gonna be fine. He's got something to prove, so don't 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 even second guess the idea that he won't. The guy got something to prove. You're talking about the Heisman Trophy winner. You're talking about a two-time Pro Bowl. You're talking about I'm five nine, whatever, and I'm still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I just got to get my shit. To, I just got to get. I just got to get back healthy. This team has not produced what he wants it to produce. Offensively, it has not, and I think that'd be the difference. Kyler Murray at four five. A speed of four six. If you put him in the right, you put him in the right playbook. You let him a little play action, a little dink and dunk. Still give a little RPO. You could be just as effective. Should we? Should we have concern? But he, but he has the arm. No, we're not. Yeah, we're not talking about a quarterback who doesn't have an arm who can't make the throws. You just got to move the pocket a little bit and give him a playbook where he can really go out and get it done. I'm going to get to Girthquake's four one six comment here because that's where I was going with this. He may not have had an injury like this before. He hasn't finished any NFL season fully healthy yet in four seasons. This is his fourth season dating back to 2019. He has gotten banged up in every single one of them toward the end of the season. Now, this was a fluke injury, non-contact. Could have happened literally. It's happened to other quarterbacks before. It's happened to other players easily. Absolutely. But are you ready to label Kyler Murray injury prone after this? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's already missed games this season before this. Yeah. So, yeah, he's injury prone, but I don't think it's – Listen, I think there's there's a there's a difference between injury prone like um like he was he was he he got hit a couple times before and then the hamstring seemed to be the one that lingers all the time. Yeah. Which is the same thing as like a Devin Booker. But this one was just a fluke. So mm-hmm. I just I don't wanna I don't wanna say that this one is is the one that sets him over to like that that just Anthony Davis level yeah. of like never available. Yeah. My, no, I agree with that. My thoughts on Kyle is that I think that he feels he has to do more than he has to. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're, we're we're talking about a guy that can run and throw, and I think he's doing more than he has to. Like, you're looking at Kyle on that play, he's trying to decide, should I run or slide? Like, early, you know, he should have slid, but yeah. he's trying to make a decision. 
should I run or slide? Like, you're doing too much. You, you just, you weren't going to get the first down, but you just need a couple yards and slide. That was it. And I think that's the difference, that's the difference right now. Next year, he comes back from that injury. More likely, he'll probably be thinking about things totally different. And I think he'll make better decisions. But I still go back to the idea, man. If he's in a different playbook, he's not dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. Totally different. I think I honestly think that, that now's the time. Honestly, if I was yep. if I was Bidwell, right? Oh man, I would, I would be dirty. Um, I would I would already have my coach. If I was gonna fire, if I'm gonna well, make yeah, a move, that's what, what uh, conventional wisdom tells you. Yeah. If, if 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 I was gonna make a move. Now's the time to, to like, hey, Kyler, this is what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to get Sean Payton, and we get Sean Payton in the fold, give him the playbook behind the scenes. You let Cliff ride it out, and then you let them both go at the end of the season. Yeah, well, you would hope that, that he's sitting in the, the owner's box, that being Michael Bidwell with, with new governor Katie Hobbs, and you would hope that behind the scenes he's got other wheels uh, wheeling and dealing you know, in motion. But here's what I will say. They have a bigger problem than just Kyler Murray's injury. They, they, they're they a losing football team. Not only that, they're an embarrassing football team on and off the field. They've got – they're in the, the press clippings for yep. issues with their coaching staff, not positive light, dating back to what happened with the running backs coach, what happened with Sean Kugler in Mexico, and the fact that you cannot win a home game. Like, to me, that's a – I like, Kyler Murray, we feel like rehab, he'll be back. Like, going into the offseason – You've got to remake your image, and you've got to reinvigorate this fan base. Like, we're doing our best. We want to make sure everybody goes and cheers on this team. We, we don't want you to sell your tickets. We hope that you support this team. These are tough times for this fan base right now. Shit, penthouse to, to the shit house. This time last year, trying to lock up a division title. Now you're looking at potentially a top three to five draft pick. But Michael Bidwell is going to have to, to, to make some moves, Saul Bookman, and I think it's going to be very difficult for us to to hop on this show come January and he not move off a of Kime and Cliff. And I think that is very much still touch and go. Well, I, I'll say this right now. As a fan base, and you can see it in the in the chat, yeah. mm-hmm. the worst place to be as a fan base is, uh, is in between coming up and all the way bottoming out. If yeah. you want to just hover in the middle, hopeless. that is the absolute worst place to be True. because no one has hope. No one feels like anything is really worth a damn. Uh, fans will not spend money. Um, mm-hmm. That's the worst place you could be. Uh, somewhere between like six, seven wins uh, in a in a seventeen game season. That's the worst place to be because you know you know the playoffs are out of out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's nothing. There's no hope. There's no hope of anything. So again, like you would either be fucking completely bottom bottomed out, and you want to get a first or second or third round or uh, top pick. Or you're on your way up, like they like we thought they were last mm-hmm. year. We thought they were on their way, and then everything bottomed out. So, I I just think that the fans are going to force uh, Bidwell to make I, a move. I agree with but that. I don't think just the fans. I think the national media will too as well. I agree I think with that. Today, I mean, today they picked the Cardinals. Like I mean, Aikman was going off. Yeah, yeah. he, he was basically well, calling uh, them trash. Jordan, just, Jordan Schultz's report on Steve Keim made the national rounds. Over and over again, and it's resurfaced tonight. And I think, Saul, to your point, the the fan base, and this is the the example I always use, is with this ownership group dating back to Bill, the the fan base really didn't have a voice. You could write in your local newspaper. It's what my dad always used to talk about. It's like maybe you get a little blurb, right? Mm -hmm. And you could rip the team. Now, this is where everyone in the comments, everyone in the chat, everyone on Twitter, social media, Instagram, they see all that stuff. It's prevalent. They feel it. Yep. And so I'm not telling you to put heat on this franchise. To, you know, don't go to games, blah, blah, blah. Of course not. But you remember what the University of Tennessee, when they made the hire of, of uh, what's his name? A couple of years ago, the guy from Rutgers. Remember they hired him as their oh, head coach? Shiano, Greg Shiano. Greg Shiano. And the fan base said, nope, we're not having that. And they said, okay, never mind. We're going to pivot. And this isn't even that situation. Greg Shiano hadn't done anything wrong. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime have losing records. Steve Kime has one winning season in seven years. The fan base deserves better, and Frank, I think they will get better as a result. Oh, they will because I mean the argument is that this 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 shit stinks. Like it stinks. <laughs> like like this, this, there's no potpourri yeah. for this. This is this stinks, and everyone calls it like they see it. The yeah. national media calls it like they see it, and at at home we call it like like we see it. And I think this is it. There's no uh, there's no rock to hide under right now for the Bidwells, unfortunately, for Mike, for Steve, or anybody else. 
Of course, we can talk about how they signed up for Hard Knocks thinking it was going to be a showcase of their franchise. It literally could not be going any worse. They have won one game during Hard Knocks, and now their franchise. They had to fire a coach in Mexico, and now their franchise quarterback's out for the year. And, and, and that's the part where you realize that, man, something's wrong with leadership, and you have to make decisions. And I think that's where guys are paying attention. We're talking about these little, these little penalties, what's causing us to lose ball games, these things that we're just doing, you know, uh, just – what we're doing terribly, and I, let's look at our let's look at our weight room. How many guys and that we had hurt this season? I mean, before we even played a game at the beginning of the year, we Country had guys club. that was absolutely loaded on the list of could not play, could not practice. Then we get into the season, could not play, could not practice from whatever kind of injuries injuries it was. We couldn't get Rondell Moore back, and then we finally got him back, and now he's gone. It's just it's crazy. So I, I look at it like. Um, being in these locker rooms before, man, I've not seen it like this. There's always been enough leadership to kind of to to write to to fight through the season. Yeah. No matter what it was, we fought through the season. So I was there ninety ninety. I was there with the team from ninety five to two thousand two thousand. Years were not great. We had one winning season as well, but in that timeline, guys would still fight. I think that's the locker rooms typically do that with the leadership that's there. Uh, I believe that coach has a voice in the, in the locker room. He'll get that. I believe that. Cliff will still come out with the right I, right things to say. You know, I don't know if his bingo shirt of, 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 of quotes will hit hit the market again, but I just think that's something that might happen. But this team does not look good right now from what's what's taking place. And they have they have they have to go through a wave of emotions in regards to players being healthy, players being hurt. Not just on and off the field, but during the game. And when you're in the game, you're watching this stuff take place and it doesn't look good. We're talking about December football, okay? Um, we're now in December football. This we are is the first game in the month of December. Yep. Um, listen, they're six and thirteen mm-hmm. over the lat uh, over in Cliff Kingsbury's tenure. They are six and thirteen in the month of December. Two and seven at home. When you should be playing your best football of the season, they are playing like it's still week one, and that's to me. I'm always going to go back to this. That's the, that's that's the definition of mediocre. Um, that's the definition yeah. of no control mm-hmm. um and it's just sloppy football and it's the same thing that mm-hmm. it's a it's a characteristic of cliff kingsbury's teams not only in the nfl but in college too it's it's a theme yeah. like and, and listen when people tell you who they are you got to believe them because that's what they're doing he's showing you who he is and we're still trying to you know look the other way listen it's just Make the move, man. Make the move and make the move to underdog fantasy if you haven't already. Listen, I took it in the teeth tonight to this man no, to my right. I lost. Did Shane win? Shane came back. And oh, my God. It, it was an egregious <laughs> display. Underdog fantasy is where you need to be for daily fantasy. Although I took Mr. Stevens and I took, I believe, who's the other person that got hurt in this game that I lost? Um, I don't know. There's so many people. I know. Too many too many injuries. I didn't have Kyler Murray, this man. To, did you have Kyler Murray? Yeah. I had Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, and we lost him. But you, you don't have to lose on underdog fantasy. You play every day. It's great. You have a bad night, like it's all night. You reset tomorrow. You can dabble not only in the NFL, but NBA games right now. Get hot in the NBA against five, up to five of your buddies, six different players, positional, unlimited. So you can take a bunch of shooting guards if you want, a bunch of power forwards, whatever you want to do, but you got to do it on Underdog Fantasy. We love playing here at PHNX. I'm over your long fantasy. If tonight's Arizona Cardinal game was like my, it was a microcosm of my year-long fantasy here at PHNX in my year-long fantasy league. So I've I've pivoted. I'm going exclusive with Underdog Fantasy next year, and you should too. It's super easy to get started. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with the promo code, you guessed it, PHNX Underdog Fantasy is going to match your first deposit up to $100, basically, Basically, free money to dabble with on whatever you so uh, see fit, NFL, NBA, what have you. But you got to use the promo code PHNX, and you got to go to underdogfantasy.com. Get in on the action today. And you know what? We're having a tough night, but it's made all the more easier by more furniture. We're rocking out on these premium chairs from More Furniture. You can check it out at morefurniture.com. We watch the game in style. Second best to actually be in at the game is here at the PHNX Studios with the More Furniture recliners. And listen, I am not a furniture snob. I don't know what I'm doing. 
Thankfully, I have the folks at More Furniture to hold my hand. Discounts, sales throughout the course of the year. If you feel like you need a walkthrough on having the most elite furniture at the best possible price, check out morefurniture.com. The holiday clearance event is happening right now, and you can save up to 50% as we try to get our comrade Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium. Okay. Bo, can you hear us all right? Nope, we lost him. All right, we're going to try to get Bo Brock. There, there he is. is. Bo, what's the good word, my man? Not the best night at State Farm Stadium, oh. but the hair is looking fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, this has been a uh, somber post game. I mean, not only was it a brutal performance by the team, but obviously the headline that took over this contest, the Kyler Burry, the knee injury, it just all sounds brutal for franchise quarterback. So what was the the mindset of the team, both specifically Cliff Kingsbury, not only from a Kyler Murray standpoint, but I saw somebody ask him about the home record, 1-12 in their last 13 games. I mean, at, at what point, what can you even say if you're Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, I mean, it's indefensible at this point. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the, the big topic of conversation was Kyler Murray going down and Cliff kind of taking us through a couple of questions about, you know, what was going on on the field while he was down on the, on the, on the turf and he was waiting for the cart to come out. He said he'd never seen his quarterback like that before. Colt McCoy uh, stepped up big time at the podium today. Obviously not enough on the field, but took a lot of the blame and, and, and onus and why this offense was stagnant from the end of the second quarter on. Bo, um, you know, I, I know obviously the mood was pretty somber after the loss and with the loss of Kyler Murray. Uh, but going back to Cliff, um, you know, it just seems like this team continuously gets in their own way time and time again, uh, you yeah. know, it, whether it be penalties or turnovers. Uh, what did he have to say? I, I mean, I, I don't even know if I should even ask you that. I kind of feel like I already know that answer. But, hey, for shits and giggles, what did he have to say about that? Well, I mean, he, he pointed to the DeAndre Hopkins, you know, turnover, obviously, which was the game changer with, the uh, New England Patriots were they took the lead, never looked back in the in the third quarter, the brutal fumble from DeAndre Hopkins. And he obviously said, uh, you know, he can't do that. He, pl- he he strives for perfection. But yeah, Cliff was he pointed out the two turnovers in that, you know, that, that pretty much changed this game. And it was kind of a tight one all the way up until then, and then it was kind of a laugher afterwards. So uh, you know, I think he understands that it was it was not only the turnovers, but it was also the penalties where you had a couple of big explosive passes that were uh, you know with, with with a couple of illegal shifts, saying that can't happen. And you know, obviously he, he can say that, and he does say that often in the post game press conference. And here we are, you know, week fourteen in the NFL season. This team is four and nine and have locked in a losing season for the first time since twenty nineteen. His first year as Cardinals head coach. Bo, the uncertainty now, not only for the next month, but heading into this offseason, we touched on it a little bit earlier. I want to get your take. I mean, do you believe everything should be on the table for this team? Kyler Murray, of course, $80 million cap hit. You would assume he's going to be in the fold. But, man, you you think about it. We fast forward to Black Monday on January 9th. Do you foresee right now, if I put you on the spot, major changes with this franchise or – some perception from this fan base is, well, this Kyler Murray injury is going to be used as a crutch from the admin, the coaching staff, that they didn't have their quarterback to finish strong. It's it's inevitable at this point. Big changes are coming. I think you know. I this is this seems like it's the perfect opportunity for to hit the reset button. I mean, as, as you got your quarterback having to come back from a serious injury, and you just have to get the roster back to you know competing. You can no longer rely on number one to go out there and make big plays for you and save you. I mean, this there have to be wholesale changes, and I think that this pretty much solidified it. I, I don't, I'm not buying into, hey, this is going to turn into a crutch. I mean, this was week 14, guys. This team was 4-8 and eight before this injury happened. We saw a regression from the quarterback. We saw a regression from this offense, and we see you know, a roster that just can't compete. I mean, we are, we are, I heard from Cliff Kingsbury in the postgame press conference. I heard from Colt McCoy where they were saying, you know, as far as the penalties, the turnovers go, the sacks at the end of the game were all a product of this team just not having the guys, the horses, to, to compete. I mean, and that's that's an indictment on as far as who's calling the shots and building this roster. 10-13 uh, at the half, uh, but the defense came out and played, and 
But the Col- but the Patriots continually scored. Any anybody had anything to say about why they didn't stop or what happened or was it uh was something that the Patriots did that kind of found got their groove going over our defense? I mean, you saw some big plays, right? I mean, we saw at the end of the half they had a big thirty yard pass after they chose to go for it on fourth and one. You had the tip pass that was intended for Trey McBride. It goes from the Arizona Cardinals being up thirteen seven, potentially going up sixteen to seven to thirteen ten. And then you had another big run from uh, the kid out of South Dakota State, Pierre Strong, that set them up for a big score as well. And it was just they, – they get gashed. And, and it's that's that's been a product of this defense ever since they've been under Vance Joseph. It's like you'll, you get a bunch of negative plays and some big-time plays from the defense, but at the same time you have to live with giving up some big plays. And, you know, when the, when the team – when the offense is making mistakes, it's, it's just not something that – it's not a recipe for success for this team. What did what did you think about the end of the first half decision? Um, not only to run the ball on third and one, knowing that yeah. you know, the Patriots basically knew. Listen, formation wise, I knew that that was the play that was coming, and they stopped mm-hmm. it. And then they did the rollout, uh, which I thought was there, but again, uh, poor pass, poor execution, uh, and you gave the Patriots field position. Sixteen to seven is a lot different than thirteen to ten going in the half. What was your take on that? Yeah, you know. Cole McCoy said something interesting in the postgame, Saul, where he's, he's pretty much said he, he hasn't played with Trey McBride. He hasn't played with Hollywood Brown. He hasn't played with a lot of these receivers, even when he was in there for two starts. I mean, he wasn't playing with a lot of these guys. He had Zach Ertz, who he's very familiar with. Obviously, he's familiar with DeAndre Hopkins. But these are guys he's not completely familiar with. And that, that plays into it when you're making big decisions like that, right? So, yeah, it's, pro- it's, it's very head-scratching. Now, we asked Cliff, you know, was it, was it a product of – you know, Matt Prater not having the confidence in him. You know, he's dealt with the injury, the hip injury all season long. And no, he didn't. He just, he liked the play he had dialed up. He liked where they were as far as the, the field position and wanted to go for it. You know, you think about the two fourth down plays they had. It's like, the plays looked fine, right? They, they probably should have been picked up, but they weren't. They, they weren't executed. And, that, you know, that still it doesn't give you a pass for, okay, well, they weren't executed, but they, they look like schematically they should work out. I mean, at the end of the day, you wish they go one for three on fourth down. I mean, that's just not getting it done. And you got a chance to, to put more points up on the board, maybe get your field goal kicker, your place kicker, a little bit more confidence after missing, you know, a 49-yarder and a 50-yarder in the last two games. Uh, it, I mean – I, I can't believe all of a sudden we've lost complete confidence in a guy like Prater. Bo, you know, we've had an opportunity to cover Cliff Kingsbury, both you and I, for some time. Was this the most somber that you've seen him, knowing maybe the the writing's on the wall? I know you've got four weeks left beginning this weekend against uh, a, an equally struggling Denver Broncos team. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I think, was asked by the media two weeks ago prior to the Charger yeah. game if he was worried about his job. Do you think he'd have a, a different stance on that now? Probably, like, once he gets out of this, uh, away from the stadium, once he looks at the film, uh, I I think tonight it's tough to get over the fact that your franchise quarterback played three plays and and his season is lost, and who knows for how how long his recovery is going to take, you know, usually about a 12 to 18-month recovery. So I think that it's tough to get out of that mindset. But, yeah, I I mean – yeah, he, I think we four or nine. I mean, you are what your record. Are. The offense has been atrocious, and you know you, the last time you scored points, there was four minutes or just under three minutes left in the, in the first half. I mean, that's just that's just not getting it done. You're an offensive-minded coach, so I think you know he said, like very direct, like he didn't he didn't think his job was you know in jeopardy a couple of weeks ago. Now I think any coach would isn't oblivious to that. He's very well aware. You are what your but record. I, you know. I, I don't think I didn't get like an extra sense of, of you know him being any more somber than any, any other loss. I mean, I think at this point, maybe getting too far too too comfortable uh, with these things because, as you pointed out several times, I mean, one and eleven in your last twelve and uh, home games, and in five and fourteen over your last nineteen games. I mean, that's a lot of losing. He's Coach Hoham. That's why. Like yeah. it's just it's just whatever you know. He's used to losing. He lost all his asset in Texas. Like, why would it be any different here? You know, like, hey, listen, you can make the argument that if it weren't for for some of the other players last year, um, they they still wouldn't be a good team. You know what I mean? Like, they had a great run at the beginning of the season last year, 
and they've been so, finishing seasons off really, really bad. Six and thirteen in the month of December on in the la- in the in the Kingsbury era. That's just not good football. No, great teams find uh, a way to get better as the season goes on, and shit teams don't. And right now, we have a shit team. Uh, for a variety of different reasons. And Cliff Kingsbury is the culprit of, of that. Alex, in the chat, uh, quickly, Bo, chances that we wake up tomorrow, and we've talked about it, that, that Kime and or Cliff are, are relieved of their duties tomorrow. We all feel like that's Zero. something for, for January, Zero. Black Monday. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I do. I mean, you've already had to let go of a coach throughout the season, a couple coaches, you know, dating back to training camp. The, the numerous amount of veteran injuries. I mean, it, it's just, it makes no sense at this point. I mean, you're getting I, 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 like I said earlier, I think there are changes coming. I just don't, you know, you just play, you don't even have Kyler in there the rest of the way. You just kind of play the next four games and then make the decision black Monday. Yeah. You ride this out and you ride it out with, with good young players like Isaiah Simmons, who is our DraftKings king of the game for his outing tonight, had the interception of Mac Jones, including five tackles. He's been around the football. Both he and Zayvon Collins have been bright spots for the Arizona Cardinals, and they ought to be back-to-back first-round picks. Simmons looks more comfortable. Uh, we did see Ben Neiman getting trucked a, a couple different times, but number nine, <laughs> number 20. You guys tell me, what can you guys tell me about that Zayvon turnover that day? It took him like 30 seconds. It did seconds. hit the ground. It, 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 looked, okay. it looked very close. It did look very, very close, but, yeah, yeah I guess I would have hedged on touching the ground. But it was very are, the, close. are the refs overturning that for the 49ers? Uh, probably not. They're probably <laughs> gifting them extra possessions on top of it. Uh, big shout-out, by the way, to Chop Shop for lunch uh, earlier this week for everybody here at PHNX. Love our friends at Chop Shop. Uh, was a was a great opportunity for us to snack on some delicacies here. You can check mm-hmm. us out at gophnx.com. Check out the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Become a diehard today. Listen. We're, we're living and dying with the Arizona Cardinals right now. This is PHNX Cardinals Therapy. And if you want to have a deep dive with myself, Bo Brock, Saul Bookman, and company in the exclusive member Discord, you got to become a diehard. You get exclusive uh, discounts on events. You get free merchandise every year, like a hat or a T-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Frank mm-hmm. and I are sporting one of our favorites, the Hollywood Hills sign on top of Camelback Mountain. Again, exclusive to the PHNX merchandise locker become a diehard you won't be sorry that you did i want to get to a couple more of these comments bull brock i'm going to pose this to you pr mac how about kime is gone tomorrow so that cliff is gone at the end of the season that sends a message i would support i want to get to something that saul said to kind of play off of this bow if you're michael bidwell you can make a move without exactly making a move behind the scenes here is it his responsibility knowing if kime and cliff are gone in january to be recruiting potential GM head coaching candidates right now today? He's got to be making a short list, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I just – I still don't see, especially with this roster – I mean, Zach Allen had his hand in the cast. Uh, you had Marco Wilson go down with an injury. I mean, there's this roster is a mess, and you want to put that on the shoulders of potentially Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris, who are, I think, up-and-comers, obviously, in the front office in the NFL. But – put them in a position where they have to go out there and make moves. Uh, just just the same with the coaching staff. You keep the status quo until the end of the season. Like, the message is going to be sent, guys. The message is already here, that this team's not good enough, and it's time to turn the page, hit the full reset. I, I mean, I know we want, you know, fire and brimstone, but it's just it's not coming tomorrow. Give Cardinal fans some hope here in the last four weeks of the season. <laughs> Tell us what we can look forward to, Bo. Uh, young players to look out for. Uh, people that caught your eye. Cameron Thomas had a nice game. What would you be eyeing these next four weeks of the season? Colt McCoy, Brett Rippon. That doesn't move the needle. Next quarterback matchup in Denver. Are we going to break that down with our friends at DMVR? Or are we just going to talk about our respective off seasons with these guys previewing this matchup? I mean, I I'm, I'm looking that. forward to the combine myself. So. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, Hot damn, yes. sixth overall moving up. Riding our scooters down in Indianapolis. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Cameron Thomas had a nice the, – the Isaiah Simmons pick was a product of Cameron Thomas batting the ball down at the line of scrimmage. Um, and then hopefully some more – I thought Maje Sanders had a nice uh, – he gave up a one-yard run to – 
uh, Ramajay Stevenson that could have been way more. He came off the backside. Yeah, you like what you see from the young edge rushers. I saw too much Victor Dumakeji today. More of those third rounders, mm. right, the rest of the way. Uh, Christian Matthew had a good pass breakup. Got to see more of the seventh rounder. Play the young guys. More Trey McBride, career high, 28 yards. We've got to see more of that uh, before the season's done. Second round pick out of Colorado State. Just, <laughs> just play the young guys. Get them ready. See if you have something that you can maybe parlay into more playing time in 2023. I want to remind every par- everybody, parlay this podcast into subscriptions to PHNX underscore Cardinals wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. A couple more Super Chats here before we put a bow. Dino with the $1.99 Super Chat sticker. Thank you so much, Dino. We appreciate all the support. Listen, uh, I'm going to reiterate this, gentlemen. This is therapy. Ladies and gentlemen in the chat, we appreciate all of the support. We're going to get through this together. And, you know, everybody loves change, whether it's change short-term, long-term. This is not going to be a boring offseason. I, I put a tweet out. I fully believe it. I think this is going to be the most unpredictable, uncertain offseason since this team came to Arizona in 1988. You don't know who's going to be retained, who's going to be released. You've got questions with the franchise quarterback. Could they have a top two to three draft pick? Would a new coach or GM consider a quarterback? We're going to talk about it at nauseum. But in the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. We're back at it this week. We've got a banger of a Broncos game to preview. But in the meantime, for the GM Saul Bookman, Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, live from State Farm Stadium, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you soon. Not-